What's going on, Packers fans? Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Thursday. The Packers are in the midst of their bye week. Not a whole lot going on around 1265 Lombardi, but that doesn't mean there ain't stuff to talk about. This is what we do each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here at Packers Daily. We're devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Hope you're all doing well. Good to see TKM is at his post, ladies and gentlemen. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, look, we got we got England fans up in here saying that she's coming home. Damn right, it's coming home. Let's go. Big B is here. What's up, Big B? How you doing, buddy? Good to see you. You have been absent lately. I don't know what that's about. I hope we uh, turn that ship around, though. Come on now. Uh, Big B in the house. Yes, Big B is in the house. Wow. I am catching you finally since work slowed down a bit, looking spirited as ever, Nags. Well, you know, it's uh, it's Thursday. You know, we're approaching the weekend. We got the World Cup back on tomorrow. I'm very excited. And the fact that I don't have to worry about the Packers this weekend just makes it all that much more relaxing. So, yeah, it's good. Good stuff. Joe, what's up? Thanks for the Super Chat. When will Cheesehead TV issues issue Corey's Triangle Apparel? That's a really good question. That's not a bad idea, actually. I got to talk to Brent about that. Get, we need a, a the triangle is broken t-shirt, definitely. Uh, who are we cheering for to get playoff help from? Oh, Larry, I, I don't care. The Packers are hovering, dependent on who you uh, subscribe to. Uh, I think Christia Freeland has them at like 11% for their playoff hopes. Or third, no. 13%. Football Outsiders has them at 11%. And I think ESPN has them at like 4 or 3%. So, you know, I just don't have the energy with those percentages to go and look at the tiebreakers and all that nonsense. I mean, you can pretty much guarantee that you want to root against the people that the Packers have lost to, whether it's the Giants or Commanders, etc. I'm pretty sure we want Seattle to lose, um, things of that nature. But it's not like they're going to win the division, although it is always lovely to root against the Minnesota Vikings. And here's the here's the sad reality of that game in Detroit this weekend. The Vikings and the Lions have both beaten the Packers this year. How much does that suck? Got to beat them at Lambeau. Both. Both of them got to beat them at Lambeau. Am I okay if the Lions beat the Vikings? Hell yes, I'm okay. Anytime the Vikings lose, America wins. People, come on now. Never tell me the odds, Nagler. There you go, Eric. There you go. That's the spirit. Let's go. Uh, there's three teams we need to win, and Bears have to lose again. Well, we don't have to worry about the Bears losing because we all know they suck and will continue to lose. Instead of cracking a carry the G this weekend here in North Dakota, I will be opening a few spotted cows I brought back from home as well. well Dusty, that's a fine choice. Can't go wrong with a spotted cow. No doubt about it. Mm -hmm. Why do Packers fans want Leonard back when he turned them down last year? Oh, you know, that's a that's a good question. I think the whole Badger connection is obvious. You know, the whole Wisconsin thing. I, like, I get it. I get it. And he did, a do, he did a decent job in Wisconsin. It's not like he was plied with a ton of you know, five-star recruits. Statistically, just look at the numbers. His defenses were really good. You know, but, man, I don't know. I, I don't think he's some 
surefire panacea for all that ails the Packers defense. Um, if nothing else, you know, making the jump from Joe Barry to Jim Leonard would be fascinating, just in the sense that Joe Barry has failed at two other spots, and this would be his third. Um, but at least he's coordinated an NFL defense, whereas Jim Leonard has played in the NFL and has coordinated at the college level, but never been a coordinator ever at the NFL level, and then would jump into the big-time job there in Green Bay. I mean, I get it. Like I said, I get fans clamoring for it. I mean, if he became the defensive coordinator, yeah, I'd be excited just because it'd be new blood and something different, and maybe, just maybe, we'd have some creative pressure packages and wouldn't be playing off like 10 yards on third and three. But, you know, I'm a simple man with simple tastes. I don't think we need Jim Leonard to make that distinction. I just, just you know. It's just me. It's just something I'm into. John, thanks for the super chat. Leonard to Purdue, book it, go pack, go, and boiler up. I've seen that posited quite a bit, John. So I, I would suspect that that's definitely one of the things that will be one of the narratives that will be spun here in the next couple of weeks. I know he has said he is going to stick around with the Badgers through the bowl game. So after the bowl game, I'm sure that will all pick up. Any concern with Matt's passive style as a coach? That's an interesting question, John. I'm not sure what you mean by passive style, other than to say that he has acquiesced to his players and has talked often about wanting a player-led team. I always find it fascinating when people kind of start picking apart coaching styles and manners and mannerisms and things like that when all of a sudden adversity strikes, right? I mean, his quote-unquote passive style Seemed to be okay when they were winning 13 games a year. I don't think they've lost the games they've lost this year because of his coaching approach as far as passive or aggressive or strident or laid back or whatever it is. I mean, whatever his relationship with his players was while they were winning 13 games a year hasn't seemingly changed that much while they've been losing. And I don't think his approach in that regard, is the reason that they have lost so many games this season. You know what I mean? I thought Pete had a really nice column there at PackersNews.com, it was a couple days ago, about how, man, look around the league, it's not just you know recently, but in the throughout the history, you get into a position like the Packers have been in for the last couple weeks, late in the year, losses are piling up, it's pretty clear you're not going to make the postseason. There are a whole lot of teams that you can look at and see how they quit on their coach. and. I haven't seen that, you know, as Pete wrote. You haven't seen that with these guys and Matt. So I think, yeah, I, I understand picking apart every aspect, right? Totally get it. Everything's fair game when so many losses happen. A team that was expected to compete and contend absolutely falls apart. Everything's on the table. Totally get it. But again, it's like the people who say, Oh, you know, LaFleur's teams are soft. Well, I guess they were soft when they were winning 13 games a year and were in the NFC Championship game. I mean, you know, I I just I just think that's as as Mike would have said back in the day, I think that's convenient criticism. Teams want a Vic Fangio style defense. I have an idea. Hire the real thing. Vic Fangio as DC. Well, what's interesting, Walter, is like there's a lot of guys out there running offshoots or hybrids of his system. I mean, the whole reason, you know, that Matt went for Joe in the first place was because they wanted to run the Staley stuff, 
you know, the, the stuff that Staley had instilled there in LA, which was an extension of what Fangio was running both in Chicago and in Denver when he went there. But, you know, it wasn't a pure, it wasn't purely what Fangio was running. You know, I do think some of that is interesting in the sense that like they have been a little bit too adherent. I would, for my liking to that kind of ideal. Um, but yeah, I'm with you, man. Hey, look, it's not like Fangio's phone won't be ringing off the hook this offseason, right? There are going to be plenty of people lining up trying to hire the guy as their defensive coordinator, and maybe Matt is one of them. That's possible, no doubt about it. Menace, thanks to Super Chat. What changes coming out of the bye week would you like to see the pack implement for the final four weeks? Game-wise, I mean, not personnel changes. You know, I mean, I think it's fairly obvious, right? Uh Clearly, I think they have found a way of working on offense. They just need to be a little bit more efficient with it. I mean, Adam Stenovich said it at the podium the other day. Yeah, run the ball, take shots off play action. It is that simple. And when they have done that and adhered to it, they've been pretty damn good. Now, that would include needing the quarterback to at least every once in a while just take what is given on third and short. I know all the hero ball people who get all up in arms when I talk about it are going to come after me. but like. You know, if you're efficient with the football, move the sticks, possess the ball, you're going to, it's going to lead to points, you know, as opposed to needing a you know, 18 point explosion in the fourth quarter. How about scoring those points earlier in the game? It's just me. It's just something I'm into. Um, and then on the defensive side of the ball, I don't expect much to change. I mean, I know. We're all hoping like for some massive kind of turnaround. And I will say, I was thinking about this the other day. There were years ago, years ago, agents in another world. No, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Years ago, the Colts, and I think this might have been the Super Bowl year, um, had one of the worst defenses, especially against the run in the NFL. Like it was atrocious. Bob Sanders was on this team. And when they got to the playoffs, they legit had three of the greatest defensive performances in playoff history. So I'm, I'm, you know, and I don't know, I don't expect some insane magical turnaround, but I am saying, you know, crazier shit has happened. So maybe this off, this bye week gives them an opportunity to adjust approaches to certain situational stuff and maybe just maybe things kind of turn around at least a little bit to the point where they're not giving up 400 fucking yards a game. I mean, I'm not asking for a miracle here. Just don't give up 400 plus fucking yards every single fucking game. You know, I don't think that's asking for the world here. I don't think I'm being unreasonable. And I understand they're down. You know, Rashawn Gary being down really hurts them. I get it. But, man, you got Devondre Campbell back now. Yeah, basically your full complement of your defensive front. Come on, people. You got Ford in now for Savage, and that's an upgrade. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Time to turn that shit around, man. Do you, uh, do you think the defensive struggles have put the offensive feet to the fire, so to speak, made them step up faster than they would have otherwise if the D was as good as we expected? Not really, Garrett. I think the offense has come along simply because we're, you know, well into the season. And, I mean, obviously a huge part of it is the explosion and the 
kind of arrival of Christian Watson has changed the entire dynamic on the offensive side of the ball. I think that has a lot more to do with it than anything the defense has done. And yeah, no, the defense, is, they have not played complimentary football in the slightest. But I will say, earlier in the year, the defense did its part more often than not. The offense very much let them down almost to a game throughout the entirety of the first half of the season. So, yeah, now the offense has started to come along, but I do think that's more personnel slash adjustments offensively than anything having to do with the defense. Uh, Vex, what's up? Thanks for the super chat. Will the money of Love's fifth-year option affect 2023? No. No, it will not. His fifth-year option is strictly for 2024. Thankfully for the Packers is you know the fact that the salary cap is set to balloon to a decent in a decent amount of, um in 2024. Nobody knows exactly what it will be obviously, but as far as the actual cap number, but that is when the new media money is supposed to kick in. And it is, you know, significant that money. So, you know, I think it sets up pretty nicely for the Packers in that regard because they can give him, you know, basically exercise that option, but that is a 2024 expenditure. His salary next year and his cap hit next year is pretty manageable, thankfully. Bob Sanders, 2006. I think that, yes, correct. Yes, thank you, Jimmy. Uh, they allowed 178 yards on the ground per game in 2006, and then they only they only allowed like 83 a game in the playoffs. It was absolutely nuts, the turnaround. That turn, like, that's one of the greatest fucking, like, U-turns I've ever seen. Ask for name. Christian Watson reminds me if Jordy Nelson and Devontae Adams had a son, he would be their kid. I was thinking more Jordy and uh, James Lofton, but I hear you. Oh, oh, here's a here's a depressing question. Thanks for the super chat, Chris. Possibly the last time we saw Bakhtiari in a Packers jersey. Yeah, it's possible. I could also get killed walking my dog. Come on, man. Why you got to put that out there? Why you got to go there? Yes. It's always possible. Every Sunday these guys play. It could possibly be the last time we ever see them in the Packers jersey. Come on, man. I was having such a good time. I like your thoughts on moving centers next year. Well, Dean, I don't think it was my thought. I was reacting to somebody who was asking about it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I am not adverse to the idea of at least taking a look at Elton Jenkins at center and moving Myers to guard. I just think it'd be fun to watch. I'd love to see how they would operate. William, thanks for super chat. I think when people refer to soft, at least the way I view it is when Holmgren got mad, you knew it. There was no hiding it. Yeah, but so what? Great. Does that make him hard? Does it make his team harder? Does it make his team more physical? Like, your your coach's demeanor is what it is. It's about pushing buttons and knowing when to push and when to pull back and what they need. And what they need is the underlying phrase here. You know, it doesn't matter. How, you know, Clearly, different guys are going to receive the message differently dependent on how it's delivered. But that's why, and we've talked about this before on transplants, like what Matt has done so well since he's been in town is know how to operate with most of these guys on the squad as far as what they need, when they need it, knowing when to push them, knowing when to pull back. Um, 
I would say like this season has been fascinating in the sense of how he's operated with 12, which is a significant relationship, clearly. But outside of that, I think he's done a really good job. But I understand, again, when losses pile up, everything comes comes into question. Ryan, thanks for the super chat. Would we get a Corey Rant if Leonard replaced Barry? I doubt it. I mean, maybe. Maybe. But I, I, I suspect Corey would be like, okay, he's the defensive coordinator. Let's ride. Until they gave up like a third and long or something, and then Corey would probably go ballistic. But, yeah, I don't think so. Vex, thanks for the super chat. The turnaround of Watson is absolutely bonkers. It is. I mean, I just don't think it's a turnaround, though. It's like he was allowed to develop a little bit. You know, don't ever forget, he missed the entirety of training camp. You know, he had surgery between the offseason program and the start of camp. So he was completely, you know, behind the eight ball, so to speak, way behind the learning curves, as it were, on the field. No time with Aaron Rodgers, no time in the offense physically. Like, yes, classwork, studying the playbook. He's done all that. That's very clear. But yeah, I don't think it's crazy that it took a little while. And that's why I was so kind of miffed about all the shit he took earlier in the season. And people are calling him a buzz and, oh, they gave up too much to draft him. It's like, can we let more than, you know, a nanosecond of his career start to develop and materialize before we start ripping on the kid. That's just me. Hopefully Packer fans will remember this going forward, but I doubt it. M, what's up, man? How you doing? Thanks for the super chat. Hey, Nags, what about this Green Bay draft class so far? Go Pack Go. I mean, this season, pretty damn good. And now obviously the third round, still a bit of a bugaboo for this, for this franchise. I mean, who knows what's going on with Sean Ryan. But yeah, for the most part, you got to like early returns, right? No doubt about it. Now, I'd love to see a little bit more Devontae Wyatt. As I said last night on Transplants, did he park in Joe Barry's spot? You know, did he steal Jerry Montgomery's girl? What is going on? Can we get him on the field? I don't know, man. I just don't know. John, thanks for the super chat. Is Puppy Fun completed? Asking for friends. No, no, Puppy Fun is not completed. Dylan, thanks for the super chat. Is there an issue between Matt's desire to have a player-led team and having a lack of culture-setting leaders? Example, Zadarius Smith when he came in. Having a lack of culture-setting leaders. Man, I don't know, Dylan. That's a tough one. You know, the only people who could answer that are inside that locker room and inside the organization. I know we see guys like being rah-rah in public at times, like either on the sideline or maybe at camp during practice what have you but the day-to-day who is a leader who's doing what behind closed doors we have no idea so i mean could it be yeah i suppose so but it's impossible it's like absolutely impossible to quantify or even analyze sitting on the outside you know what i mean but i hear you it's not it's not an out of bounds question i totally understand it but it's just really impossible to kind of wrap your arms around it if you're not in the building especially not in the locker room. SWAT, what's up? Nice to the super chat. It's frustrating watching the 49ers defense knowing that player to player we can compete at almost every level. I mean, you would hope so, right? Judging by what we know about these guys on paper. Yeah, you would think. I think the big difference, though, is up front, obviously. I think the 49ers are way more physical, and they have better 
overall talent up front. You know, and look, and part of that is a product of the fact that they were drafting at the top of the draft for a very long time. And so whether it was the first round or rounds later, they were drafting at the top of rounds and getting and acquiring some decent talent there, right? Um, now, obviously, they've hit on other guys like Warner, who I know is a fourth-round pick or whatever. So they've done a very good job of finding the talent that they have. But, yeah, to me, that's the glaring difference is they can control things up front with four guys, and they that allows them to do a lot on the back end where it's hard, man. It's hard if you're trying to push the ball downfield against that team because there's not a lot of openings, and they have guys that can fly sideline to sideline at pretty much every level. So it's tough. <laughs> Green Bay doesn't have a Bosa. Well, yeah, Jimmy, nobody else does other than the Chargers, obviously. But you know what I mean? Like, he's a singular talent. There's a reason he was taken as high as he was, and this is my point. Like that, if like being bad affords you the opportunity, it's not a foregone conclusion, but the opportunity to get a player like that. Absolutely. I mean, look at the Packers. The one time they have drafted in the top 15 in the past X number of years, they got Rashawn Gary. You know what I mean? So, yeah, no, you're right. They don't have a Bosa, but very precious few teams do. Is Stokes done for the year? Yes, Matt, he is done for the year, 100%. Can we get a paper Lombardi for being a great team on paper? Joey, that's a really good idea. That's a very good idea. I like that. <laughs> the Niners have a Bosa, but we also have a Bane. Nice tool for this. I like it. Uh, Jared with a simple go pack go. I like it. I like where your head's at, man. Will I watch Thursday night football tonight? Brett, uh, probably not. Uh, I have uh, have a social calendar that I have to f- social social obligations that I have to fulfill, um, but I might catch a little bit of it. We'll see. I don't know. Stokes wasn't having a good year anyway. Rest up and get better. Uh, yeah, he he definitely needs to rest up and get better. No doubt about it. All right, everybody, I'm gonna have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out and talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor and hit like on this video. Subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go.